I'm suiting up. Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Darren Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Deliver and Major Death. And we're hey, back. Hey. <laughs> so, just a quick insight. Uh, I hit a major snag about four minutes into the recording. Like, I locked up for, like, a good minute to my two co-hosts here. And I'm, like, going... I'm, like, am I going crazy here? Or... <laughs> So we were so mesmerized by the point you were making that <laughs> mm-hmm. we were just speechless. Exactly, it's, absolutely. It's what it was. Like I saw, I saw deliver like wave at me. And I'm like, are you agreeing with me, or you're saying something <laughs> else that has to do with it? So, anyways, so that's giving you insight. This is our second time at it. So we we're only four minutes in. So we figured, hey, let's just restart it instead of me having trying to splice together and potentially not working out so uh, and i rebooted my networking equipment while i was at it so hopefully this will that'll be the last time for that so sp- anyway so let's go into this week's poll question mage what do you have for us back to our regularly scheduled program we have a poll question that talks about rogue because we were talking about rogue last week we asked you what changes would you like to see in Rogue during the remainder of the Year of the Phoenix? We had 11 votes. Thank you to everyone that voted. And 45.5% of you said they want to see improvements to the Stealth Package. Uh, 18, Just over 18% said they want to see improvements to the Secret Package. The same 18% said they wanted to see improvements to Aggro. And... 18% also said they wanted to see a decrease in the overall power level of Rogue. So uh, consensus of our small, uh, unscientific poll was improvements to the stealth package. But after that, then it was it was wide open. We did have one write-in comment uh, asking to remove card acquisition and focus on cards in the deck. And we talked we talked about a little bit that's part of the identity of Rogue, and they have uh, they they have some big things that do right now in Galakron, but you're always like back all the way back into the classic and basic set. There's some there's some card acquisition in there, and it's part of their identity, so there might not might never never get completely away from it. I think. Right, it's like uh, and we get the rogues. They're sneaky. They steal stuff. That's kind of what they want to go for as a feel for the class identity, and it'll there always be some semblance of that in the, the class for sure. So the point that I was making when we we got cut <laughs> off before, where I locked up, was that to be fair, that what is the rogue naturally running as generation in their deck? is maybe sometimes dragon horde like the rest of the stuff you'll either pull off uh the ethereal lackeys and that's pretty much it i mean i can't remember seeing any the last time i saw someone actually play clever disguise naturally from their hand you know what i mean like i've mm-hmm. seen them play it off in the ethereal lackey but not so much like oh uh, there's pilfer that's is that a natural pilfer no, that doesn't happen. So, like, yes, the generation uh, could probably be linked to one thing. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, lackeys, yeah. lackeys, and uh, Galkrond are just the uh, the clown fiesta of of this year. So, we'll, I played uh, quite 
a bit of Clown Fiesta Rogue last expansion. Uh, did a lot of the Pilfer package to come a Pilfer into getting a 3 fourth rush on turn 2. That was my big power spike for the <laughs> Clown Fiesta Rogue. Uh, but it's, it's possible. Hey, the Vendettas, though, are nice. The yeah. Vendettas are nice. Vendettas, yeah. Vendetta's a nice card if you can uh, if you can have that active. That's, yeah. that's why I generally see, like, it's generally Highlander Rogue that runs it, and they run the Dragon's Horde to activate it just because, A, it's a one-cost spell that activates combos, but B... It activates your pilfer, or your activates your vendetta by having another class's legendary. So you always are guaranteeing activation on vendetta. So it can be a very powerful tempo swing very early on the game. Even later on, I mean, four damage for free is nothing to shake a stick right. at. But, but I, I mean, it also is things like Pharaoh Cat, right? And mm-hmm. like the uh, the the pirate, the one mana one one pirate that generated your random card from your opponent. The Swashburglar. Swashburglar. There's mm-hmm. there there uh, beyond just those the 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 classic cards that uh, that don't see much play as pilfer. It seems like Rogue always seems to have setting aside Galakron for a minute. A couple cards here and there that you know that that do this sort of thing as well. And it, it's like you know we're we're going to be talking about this during the main topic. It's it's at what level do we reach a tipping point of when does our, you know, this random card generation or this created by uh, get to be too much? And obviously we all have different opinions on those, depending on, you know, the, the type of player we are, maybe the uh, right. the level of seriousness that we play this game. But yeah, there's there's definitely uh, Rogue has been it's it's part of their identity. So they keep baking it in. And, and so um, it's it would be interesting to know if that if that person was like, no, I just I don't want to see any of it. Or like, is <laughs> is Pharaoh Cat and Swashburglar OK, but Galakron's not and all these lackey creations are not. It, but, you know, I'm I'm kind of feeling like that might be where the tipping point is for this particular comment. But we don't know for sure. Well, I kind of like the card. The I thought that the balance was in the card i can't remember it's the underbelly or undercity merchant the want to buy a funnel cake guy the two two the yeah yeah the two two that when it attacks it steals a card from your opponent's class like Mm -hmm. yeah that was the the legendary right the no 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 that's two three that's, you're thinking of Shaku Suma? the Collector. Shaku. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Shaku the Collector. But no, there was a... It was the Grand Tournament. His ent- his battle cry is, uh, do you want to so, buy a funnel cake? That guy? He was yeah, a 2-2. Two, so two, the 2-mana 2-2. Two 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 that that pilfers... No, I think it... death rattle, right? I thought it pilfered on attack. This is before my no, time, this, so I don't know. The so. swash... <laughs> the... Uh, the uh, the three mana two three gave you a card when you attacked. Does he? I I thought he. I thought he did on attack too. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is on death rattle. Yeah, it's like under city fence. No, it's like it wasn't under city fence. Really... It was a fun. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. So, anyways, we can just right. 
Just, just, uh, just move on with the news, and I'll, I'll have it here in a second because I it was the you're, grand you're the tournament. one that usually leads the news. You got to let know. one of us look up the card. Here, here, give me one second. Let's let's start here. Um, and I am still kind of looking at it while we do this, anyways. So news week two of the Fellfire Festival is here. Uh, so the first part of the single player content is now available. Is that as of this publishing, right? As of publishing, so not as of recording, which is Tuesday night. This would be as of Wednesday night when you you are hearing this. Gotcha, you got my hopes up. I was going to go play after this, but all right, I'll wait. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry sorry to disappoint you there. (laughs) Yes. So um, then we have the first legendary quest will be available. And the Arana Starseeker bundle is available in store. 20, pa- uh, 20 Ashes of Outlands pack, Arana Starseeker, Demon Hunter Portrait, and Cardback are available for 20 bucks. So, I mean, that's pretty good. That's uh, nice, very... yeah. Yeah. One for one. It's always a good bargain. So. Undercity Huckster, Huckster. two mana, two two death rattle. Add a random card uh, to your hand from your opponent's class. Okay, nice. They got there. Okay, yes. sorry, sorry for the confusion. I <laughs> was say, I was co- the col- collector is sh- the one that does is, it on attack. Yes, whenever this attacks, stealth. add a random card. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes. So you you were pretty much almost always guaranteed to get at least one card, ideally, right. but yeah. So I'm gonna get the bundle. Yeah, I, so am I've I. got I've got a I've got a few yeah. legendaries that I don't have yet. I'm almost to a pity timer because I've opened 35 packs since my last legendary. Ooh. Not exactly happy about that. That's Plus, fair. Uh, you know, getting another option for a demon hunter portrait seems seems good too. So uh, yeah, I I uh, as long I can switch off Ilden. I choose to believe that Ilden is not a good person anymore <laughs> and has never been a good person. None of this walking back Ilden stuff. Like I've always been of the mind and the lore. And this is this is personal opinion and uh has nothing to do with Doctor Three, but like I did not like the invention of the Demon Hunter class in WoW and like be like, no, but uh, Illidan, the betrayer, he was, he was, turns out he was good this whole time and he was doing it all. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. You're, so, you're not a fan of his redemption tour? No, <laughs> no. I, I'm not a fan He's... of his redemption tour because it feels very, very forced. And He's just misunderstood. Come on. And this comes from me, someone who <laughs> likes redemption tours. Like, I am like, so another aside, and this will give you a re- an idea and some insight into what it means to me. I am a big, I'm like a big comic book fan, and my favorite superhero of all time is Green Lantern. One of my favorite, like my favorite Green Lantern arc is Rebirth, which is the redemption arc of Hal Jordan. So like a character who was created off so they could replace him with Kyle Rayner, comic book stuff, blah, blah, blah. But it's a mm-hmm. giant redemption arc, and it is like one of my favorite stories of all time in comic books. And so I'm 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 a sucker for a good redemption arc. So I'm just I, I swear if they try to give me an Arthas redemption arc, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a <laughs> table. 
<laughs> but Illidan's his calling dream, of Stratham was just misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Again, now you're getting me on on tangent here. Like, I don't <laughs> just... necessarily disagree with Arthas in in calling of Stratham because it's like, do I kill them now? Or wait until they're the the part of the scourge to kill them. But they're dead either way. So, like, me giving them a quick, painless death. Like, it's the fact that he lost his his, uh, his stuff when um, Malganis shows up and is just basically taunting him. I have always been on the party of hashtag Arthas did nothing wrong. I mean... I I mean, what do you do in that situation? Like seriously, like you're you're the leader, and this town, all your people have been poisoned. They are going to one hundred percent die. There's nothing you can do. Like there's nothing you can do. Do you either put them out of their misery, or do you let them die a slow, like a slow, painful death to let them rise as undead monsters? Like. I don't we, think we have completely derailed. <laughs> no, we have no, not at all. <laughs> we have completely derailed, and you keep pushing me on this like derailed track. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. If I, you, I mean, I, I, yeah, I. I see his charge. I was gonna say I, I brought I, up. I brought up the culling. So I was gonna say <laughs> I used to have a lore-based podcast too for a short period of time. So like I enjoy lore and could talk about it for a long period of time. So, anyways, what? Excuse me. Let so us I, I said I said I'm getting it. Are you guys going to either yeah. of you going to be getting this? I, yeah, I'll be getting it on NA and Asia probably. So. I have two legendaries left. I think it's the the warlock. Uh, I've already forgot his name, and the um, the uh, the mage spell evocation. Those are the only two, and I'm missing a couple epics. So I feel like this should fill out uh, the epics and give me a bunch of dust. So I'm it's gonna Kenrathod, right? Kenrathod, the, uh, the yeah. The one that reduces demons by one demons. and then summons what three demons when you play him that, in his prime that died yeah yeah so i mean that sounds like that sounds a lot more appealing if you're playing doom guard <laughs> it's like oh wait this is a it, mini uh this is a mini blood reaver Goldan. it it works really good in discard warlock i will tell you that i have i imagine few so games, <laughs> few games like that but I imagine just like you do that before you play Gul'dan because that puts more Doom Reavers in your uh, in your pool. <laughs> yes, but no, I do plan on getting it. It's twenty bucks for twenty packs. I'm pretty much never gonna like for straight twenty packs where I have most of the set and I'm at like nineteen thousand dust. So I kind of want to start shoring up for the next set. Sure. Um. So that's basically where I'm at. I'm at like seven thousand gold too right now. So I'm I'm approaching the point where I'm feeling pretty comfortable going into the next set for resources to go into it. So, um, but yeah, I generally I generally buy the eighty pack. Um, and the last time was eighty five. If they give us another eighty five too, so like anytime the cards packs are at least one buck a piece, I generally buy it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next up we have Warma wins Master Tour John Ping online. 
so he beats uh pinas i i can't re- it's pinas pinas there we go he beats pinas in the finals 3-1 Mm-hmm. Um, and his lineup was Galcon, Secret Rogue, uh, Tempo Demon Hunter, Enrage Warrior, and Hybrid Spell Druid. Um, so, I mean, it was a pretty fun tournament. Um, we got to see Sogoy's uh, Glee on stream on day one, take on mm-hmm. Surrender, and come up victorious. Yeah, the last match of the day. It was super fun to watch. Yeah, uh, it was. Very proud of him, yeah. So that's, I mean, that was really cool. I was like, I was you know just watching it i was like oh wow that's that's cool that's we get to see that sweet sugoi logo mm-hmm. on on the screen so that was that was a pretty cool matchup to watch yeah, um he's a he's a very underrated player for sure yeah i mean he took down surrender right and like <laughs> that's not the, an easy the warrior ga- the warrior game in particular was was very well mm-hmm. very well played yeah and Lever- leveraging leveraging all the resources and and you know looking for and finding the the cards you need right at the end to kind of uh to finish that game yeah it was a very very cool display so it'll be on the uh the hearthstone youtube channel their esports uh, channel if you want to go back and watch it so uh as well as everything else that they broadcast for john pig um, it was a pretty entertaining tournament, so would recommend re- recommend the VODs if you want to go watch some competitive Hearthstone. So we have our Grandmasters announced for Season 3. Um, or actually, Season 2, excuse me. I'm I'm thinking it's Season 2 of this year, so. Right, that's uh, weird, but yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always 1 and 2, so. Mm-hmm. So first we have in the Americas, Romney94. No Hands Gamer and Brimful are your three new Grandmasters in the Americas. So, uh, is Br- I don't recognize Brimful. Is he an American player or is he Canadian? Um, Brimful. I'm. I don't. Blanking. I don't. I don't think I've seen him play on stream, but I mean, he's obviously done something right to, to make it this far. Um. I know I, I wasn't really familiar with Rami, but um, I believe that was an Argentina, uh, Argentina flag. So uh, another South American player making it in as PNC mm-hmm. departs. Um, and then No Hands Gamer. I mean, obviously the pioneer of the warrior deck that pretty much everyone has, has brought. So good for him. Is uh, good to see him in Grandmasters. Um, in Europe, we have Blyze, Warma, and Irock. I, all three of them are French, correct? I believe so. Yeah, Blyze is yeah, Blyze is French. Warma's French, and Irock is. Too. Yeah, so. I'm not 100 Irock, but yes, uh, I, I, I would. Irock, look at that so. picture. Look at look at his chest. <laughs> you see that? You see that big oh, uh, blue, I did white, and red picture. thing? I was, yes. Uh, I'm going to say they're all French, yes. <laughs> I'll link you guys to the for picture. The, for those at home, he has a flag on his, uh, yes. on his jersey. So I was not looking at this picture. That helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I thought I was fairly sure Blyze was but i couldn't remember 100 percent. so 
And then mm. we have uh, in Asia Pacific, we have Alan Numbers, as they call him on stream. Alan eight seven zero eight zero six, Banguki, and Tiz are your three new GMs in the APAC region. So right, yeah, you don't get uh, you don't get called by the casters by your numbers. Apparently, I think Derek Brown or Sottle said that until you win uh, the entire thing. So until you win so worlds, that's why Tom gets it, gets his numbers read. I mean, right. 95 percent just... of the time they just call him Tom. So it's not like it's not like they're calling him <laughs> Tom six zero two zero nine every single time. You know, it's it's they're calling him just Tom. So yes, Alan I would, numbers. I would definitely make him. You know, it's like yeah. like a doctor. You know, I got a PhD for a reason. You know, doctor. <laughs> Tom six zero two two nine. Yep. All right. So on Reddit, we have a dealing with ladder anxiety guide by Varan. Um, it focuses on improving ra- rather than rank, playing a deck you're comfortable with, and having fun. I did not have a chance to read this article before we started, so. Um, yeah, it's could. a it's a short it's a short guide. He he talks specifically about some things we've talked about here, but it's a good reminder that uh, you know if you're dealing specifically with ladder anxiety, that you know focusing on just improving rather than your rank is important. Playing mm-hmm. a deck you're comfortable is going to make it easier for you to hit that play button. And, and like those are the two main points and then like as he's talking through uh what other people are saying in the comments he's like oh yeah you should probably have fun as well <laughs> that should be something that's in there as well so he's got a video version of it as well that's linked within this uh reddit post but uh yeah just something to keep in mind when you're when you're uh when you start dealing with some ladder anxiety mm-hmm yeah, it's the, it's something we kind of touched on a couple episodes back, um, and uh, it's it's a good reminder for sure. Just uh, knowing that because uh, like I've started to feel this now. It's funny to bring this up because since I've gotten the eleven X, I'm playing a lot higher caliber players. <laughs> so every time I go to hit the play button, I know I'm gonna hit somebody that's very good at the game. So I'm going to have to set everything else aside and really focus and, you know, try to play a good game of Hearthstone. So I can't just, I haven't played on my phone this entire month. Normally I would in the past, I would just, you know, before bed or something, play a couple games of Hearthstone on my phone. Now I'm kind of getting to that hump where it's like, well, it'd be easier if I have my deck tracker, you know, to kind of see the outs and everything. But, uh. We'll uh we'll see how that progresses <laughs> the the rest of this month. <laughs> yes. So Alright, so and then we have how long does it take to reach reach legend? It is a Hearthstone Dex.net. Um it looks at the star bonus and win rate to give you an idea of how many games it will take you to reach legend. For example, 9x multiplier at 56% win rate. Average games, average number of games to reach legend is 193. Um, 70% of people will get it within 122 and 245 games. Also breaks down the time. 
for that many wins at 10 minute ga a game, it will take you roughly 31 hours on ladder. I love stats like this. Um, <laughs> when I first started playing, um, I always thought, how much time do I really need to put in to hit legend? And it, this is just good raw data that tells you this is what you need to do. Um, given your multiplier for the season with the new ladder and everything structured, there's not anything else like this out there, so it's good to have this now. Um, but uh, infographs and stuff like this, it's very well drawn out for you. Um, it's it's a good tool to have for people that's wanting to make that push for Legend first time to kind of set aside that time. Okay, if I want to hit Legend, I need to play X games a night. Yeah. yeah, and it's got different win rates all the way from 45% win rate all the way to 71% win rate. Definitely err on the side of a conservative win rate, uh, I would say. That's uh, because you're not probably going to be at that 70% win rate. Uh, but but yeah, I, I definitely, like when I was uh, starting out, and even now, it's like I was kind of curious what what number of games it would take to get there given different star bonuses and that so this this actually does start to get put this into perspective for you and and you know maybe maybe you you realized you're not going to be able to do it this month given the number of games but if you you know if you think about it and you and you see that like oh if i can bump my 8x multiplier to a 9x multiplier you could see just how much of a difference that ends up making as far as games go uh right. the following month so there, there's. I, I think it's. I think it's really interesting, and, and definitely, uh, if this is something you've been wondering about, definitely, definitely check it out. For sure. Yeah, it seems very interesting. So, um, next up, we have understanding and interpreting HS replay statistics guide by Jay, Jay Alexander. Um, and we'll go ahead and link that to you as well. It discusses where most useful information on HS Replay and what to avoid, or at least to take with a grain of salt, as well as things to keep in mind about the data you're looking at. Uh, lengthy, lengthy guide. It is, uh, but very well written. He says that he, he actually talked with Sacco from Vicious Syndicate, uh, about about this uh, before putting it all together and there's screenshots and to best utilize this you're going to want to have a premium subscription of hs replay because he talks about some of the filtering there but at the very least it, it gives you a high level as to what you can look at as far as hs replay statistics go and things to you know that you do want to use those numbers for and and ways to think about it and where you could take the number, where where you have to take the numbers at more than just face value. He talks about you know, uh, Mulligan uh, win rate, and, and then thinking about it with regards to uh, kept percentage, and thinking about it with regards to what other cards are you keeping, and and different different things like that. So there's a lot of great information and. And a lot of information about the meta tab that I didn't didn't necessarily know uh, that there's some there's some uh, assumptions being made there that I didn't nece wasn't necessarily aware of that uh, that he talks about in there. So um, it sounds like a very useful guide, just because um, there's 
a lot of data you could discern from a premium HS uh, replay subscription and um, raw data without any guide to look at it or understanding can be dangerous because you can potentially not fully understand it or make the wrong assumptions or conclusions from it which will lead you to make suboptimal plays so like this sounds like a very good thing and obviously jay alexander is an extremely extremely very well known and high level player so it's probably someone you should be listening to it's funny you mentioned about you know um ending up re, uh, interpreting the wrong the wrong thing from the numbers because he actually talks about a quote where uh, basically it's don't fool yourself with what you're looking at and you're always going to be the easiest person to fool so uh, <laughs> so, so definitely there's there's some great information there if you if you have a HS replay premium subscription I would highly recommend you reading through this guide and 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 uh, because I, I think it'll help you use that guy, that subscription better. Awesome. Okay. So our main topic, and this has been kind of bouncing around uh, a few different people on Twitter. Has RNG gone too far? Um, has it uh, jumped the proverbial shark, if you will? <laughs> um, so we have... Uh, Pelletiers, is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Pelletiers yes. tweet thread. We have Saddles, um, and then created cards now and then um, as another as a Reddit form where it shows you what cards are generating cards. Yeah, Jay Alexander posted a, a screenshot that looks like it's from an uh, from Trump teachings. Uh, his control priest deck that he was playing in one of the episodes versus um versus like what the vicious syndicate latest galacron priest deck is so it's two priest decks side by side and they've marked which ones basically add an rmg element to to the game you know by adding a a generated card or or something like that. Who, who lad? Does it? Does it? Uh, <laughs> does those numbers jump up? <laughs> that is, that is insanity. Like it, like From holy cow! There's three to you, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Over half of your deck generates cards, and that's. I mean, Galkrond himself generates cards every a uh, card every turn. So that's mm-hmm. one minion per turn, generally, that you have to be concerned about that didn't start in your deck at the beginning of the day game, where that your opponent just has to just be like, eh. I mean, you kind of have to just start to throw things out the window a little bit when you're playing against Priest and just play your game. It seems like when... You have no idea. All you know is they're minions, and that's generally what they're they're generating. Except for you know, with mind steal or thought steal, and at that point in time, it's just like I don't, I don't know what to tell you on that one. 
Um, imagine the worst card for them for for your opponent to have to steal from your deck. That's exactly what he stole from your deck. Hey, exactly. you're rogue. Yeah. You're rogue. You have a fully invoked Galcron in your deck. Thought steal. Takes that and uh 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 Kronks. That was perfect. Get get <laughs> get you going real quick. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I've had that happen where they stole Galcron twice from me, and I died without having played Galcron. So it is, yeah, cer- certainly a clown fiesta. So Peltier's uh, tweet was the first tweet that I saw. This thread where he he was talking about like some of the Masters tour. Uh, who made the top eight and how it doesn't it like with a pretty stacked group of uh, people that had qualified for it. He said that the, the top eight was kind of relatively unknown and conjected that, um, that, that, you know, maybe there's, it's, it's weird that, you know, we've been in positions in the past where people like just saying and Hunter ACE and all them have have been, you know, really good and just constantly put up those high results and would have been in this, uh, you know, in this sort of top eight situation. And, and and so he goes through and starts kind of talking through why he feels that uh, Hearthstone has become less skill intensive, and he's got he's got it's like. Uh, like a PowerPoint presentation on Twitter because he's got graphics right. and he's got text to go with it. And, uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, um, there, there's definitely, I could definitely see, see where he's coming from when he, when he lays it out like this. Deliver where, where, where did you, where? So I, I agree with a hundred percent what Pelletier is talking about. Um, this uh, the game is just so swingy because of the high roll and the randomness in the game right now. Um, it's a high roll meta. Uh, it's it's tough to have consistent success right now, and that's what uh, makes people turned off to try to try for these masters tours because you know it's that much more they have to deal with. Because sometimes there'll be a whole weekend you're playing the best game you can, but your opponent quest warlock taps into zero mana malagos i mean it's just there's uh there's so many things like uh power turns are so swingy right now is what peltier says that almost in any many cases to prepare for your opponent's power turn it's impossible um there's nothing you can do if your druid ramps into mount cellar and mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do to play around dragon queen if they get uh, North Stormu, the the paladin one that heals you up the fool. There's nothing you can do to play around that. Um, it it makes the game much more, a lot less skill intensive as far as the ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. There's still a lot of decisions that needs to be made. Uh, you know, not just anybody can win because it's RNG fiesta. Um, there's still good players, all of them, but it's just the the ability to play your best and outplay your opponent, but it doesn't matter, still happens way too often for my liking. Um, yeah, it's 
it's one of those things where, um, I mean, it is Hearthstone, and you're not going to, even if I play 100 games against Hunter Ace, you know, I'm not going to lose every single game. He's a better player than I am, but I will stay, still take games off of him because that's just what Hearthstone is. It's uh, it's what draws people into it because, yes, anybody can win if they know their fundamentals. Um, it's it's this is card games in general. I mean, exactly. card games. That's well, that's the only thing I didn't like. What Pelletier had to say was like, okay, these are relatively unknown. Why aren't the you know the muzzies, the just sayings, the bloody faces? Like, why aren't why aren't they in the top eight? I'm like, yeah, but this is still a card game. This is still a tournament. There are still mismatches lineup differences like there are a whole bunch of different factors and i'm not disagreeing with the the rng thing but i'm like you know i have watched been watching competitive hearthstone for the past three years and like the tour when they were in the you know the tour stops before the master's tour stuff like the same person wasn't winning and top eighting every single Masters tour, you know, like there was mm-hmm. always things rotating, and that's the nature of this beast. Is it is it more high rolling? Yes, but everyone who got to play in the Masters tour, John Ping online, qualified and deserved to be there, so they had a chance to win. You know, they had a chance to top eight. I feel like it's kind of taking away from those players achievements by saying oh you know they're just unknown they really shouldn't have been there you know what i'm saying right and and i'm sure he didn't mean it like that it's just you know these are players that are less known it makes it's it's just something to make you think i think um Mm -hmm. because um he also goes into where the meta is now um aggro how aggro used to be how you beat aggro in many card games is you run them out of resources. You win by card advantage. Um, now with Demon Hunter, they have cycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skull, they can just skull good you. then. Yeah, six mana draw three card. That's in an aggro deck. That's insane. Yes. Um, oh, it's still, I still, I still am of the mind. Like, I don't know how they created that card after they're like. Uh, divine favor go to the hall of fame because you shouldn't be able to dump your hand and then get to refill r- your with your resources uh oh mm-hmm. wait never mind here skull go dead <laughs> right yeah and you know combo used to be draw most of your deck to assemble a game-winning combo uh apm priest etc mm-hmm. uh combo now you don't have to draw anymore you glow fly on turn three or mount seller on turn five <laughs> that's me that's the closest thing we got to a combo and, and then double savage roar on six exactly. yeah i was gonna say i played i played a literally before we started i played a game against a druid had eight mana crystals when i was on turn four like oh my god like what is, what is even life anymore i don't i don't understand like jesus it was just nuts yeah, and every it breaks this down to every wing con now do broken stuff faster than your opponent. That's where our meta is right now, and it's definitely not healthy. This is definitely for me personally. This is the most turned off I've been for Hearthstone, and that's tough for me. 
to mm-hmm. say because I've enjoyed some of the most broke back metas we've had. <laughs> I'm just I'm a sick and twisted individual. <laughs> but this one it's uh it's tough to find that edge and it's tough to outplay your opponent. Um you know, there's niche cases where I think in a demon hunter mirror if the draw if both players draw slow, you're going to have a good player versus player game of just how can do you know the matchup do you know how to uh swing at the perfect time hold off your glaive bound to kill their glaive bound stuff situations um there are still games that are skill testing and the better player wins but it's tough when 40 percent of the games out there someone's gonna have just the perfect hand and it's not tough to get a perfect hand anymore when most of the decks have draw. Most of the decks have just huge swings that just win you the game. It's it's tough to We all we also have single card swings, right? That's mm. that's the Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. That's the right. Zephyrus. That's the where you know the game could be pretty much even and then one of you gets one of those cards and suddenly it stops it stops being a game at that point right yeah like for instance uh and then at the very bottom of this thread uh he posts a too long didn't read turn five in 2020 it's a mount seller with a three two four two three three four twelve four twelve and a four twelve on turn five um it you know, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> but, you know, Yasser is a card unleashed, um, and that just involves huge swings. Um, wow. With... I remember I remember when Possessed Lackey at five into Coin Dark Pact, Heal for Eight was like considered like the most broken thing right. ever. <laughs> now I think I'm pretty sure they would, Druid would laugh at that and be like, ah, oh, that's cute. 100%. Yeah. I don't know what. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Um, well, and, and another, another major problem is guess what costs three mana? Zixord, Apex Predator, and Diving Griffin. Like, the fact that they not only get to get a bunch of three-cost beasts, but these three-cost beasts chart or rush is, like, the... I mean, I know there's the low roll of the Desert Hair. Like, mm-hmm. so you can there's you can potentially get a 1-1, one, one, but you can also get a 2-4 that rushes and puts four... Four fours in your deck for eight mana, right? Like and just, ugh. have you seen a priest mirror? Yeah, I've played I, them. Oh, oh, I, I don't, I don't often have three hours to play that, but you know, I have <laughs> played it before. Jesus, when there's a meta where it's probably just better for you to concede this game than play it out. Because That's it's RNG, or RNG is going to decide it. Yeah, it's not you're... going to be. It's not going to be your skill plays. Like it's going to be who got the better. I mean, there's going to obviously be some skill in it, but it's going to be who gets to their thought steals first. Who gets better, better quality generation. Mm-hmm. Um, who can time their? Well, I guess that skill, like timing your. Um, 
Solar, not Solarium, but the rec- Reliquary of Souls and holding on to your things and the uh, Kadash, or what is his name, the the Mind Flayer. Oh, uh, yeah. Three. Um, mind Flayer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Mind Flayer, the 3-3 three, three that Death Rattles summons a copy of a, an impo- opposing minion, uh, Battle Cries. Yes. So, yeah, I agree that I mean, I sometimes play it out because I'm a glutton for punishment as well. But um, that's certainly not like when you see that come up, you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. And all all I can think about is, all right, I need to generate a bunch of rail queries of souls and stay ahead in the fatigue game. Because <laughs> I don't know what else, how else to win that one other than that just, just the clown fiesta of just like, Oh, looks like I stole another soul mirror off of him, or he stole another, uh, having like six different, uh, Nors Damu, or not the, uh, or what is the, uh, not Nors Damu, the eight mana, eight, eight, uh, the, the time dragon. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Morzond. Morzond, yeah. Yeah. Having like a bunch of Morzonds going back to back to back to back to back. Or Katrina's or Selena's and just like it's just it just gets ridiculous that sometimes it's like, well, my opponent's generating high quality stuff and I uh I drag, generate the uh hench clan spine, the hog spine, a four seven that heals your opponent for five, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like this is garbage. And then what do you generate off your Sethic Veilweaver? Do you generate a bunch of, like, good stuff? Do you pull a magical Plague of Death? Like, it's just it's just so many different verging, diverging paths that, like, I can generally, when I'm playing on my phone, I can generally keep somewhat of a track of what's in my opponent's hand. Um, not like super close, but I have an idea of what he could possibly do. That just goes out of the window in the priest matchup. It's just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, did he play two of his mind? Like the only thing I keep track of is the spells. Like, did he play both of his shadow madnesses? Did he play his penances? Did he play his, uh, now I said it earlier, the one mana heal three, discover a spell. Renew. Renew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he play his renew? Did he play a, what he got off his renew? Did he play his Sethic? Well, then you, then I lose track when you go into the Sethic Veil Weavers. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, it is it is nutso. And it's interesting to think, though, um, for HS Replay, they just recently added a feature to show what cards in your opponent's hands was generated by what. Because oh, before, yeah. That's super nice. Before, if you see the little gift box or whatever it is icon on their card. You just know it's generated by. And in old metas, you would just know what it was generated by. Now, if you're not, if you miss a turn, who knows? Who knows what that card was generated by? <laughs> exactly. There's no way you could possibly keep track of it anymore. So, so I actually, I, I liked I liked Saddle's tweet because, or that thread, um, because he talks about the fact that there is a difference between like the first level of random generation and then like the multi-level random mm-hmm. generation. And I think I would be f- like, I, I 
feel like I am fine with, and and I think a lot of people are fine with that first level of random generation, you know, the discover a dragon or, you know, the the whole lackey thing, you're randomly generating a lackey, that sort of thing. There's, there's a finite kind of window as to what can happen as a result of this. Mm -hmm. And so there is some, some skill in both using it as well as then trying to play against it, right? You you do have at least an idea of what you're playing against. It's it's the puzzle box. It is the the Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. It is these cards that are doing all kinds of crazy things and like doing it in a way that that uh is hard to sort of respond to because it's just it, it's just, you know, it, the game can be completely over by the time that card is done. And, so, and that, that gets to be, it, it gets to be weird because like we used to, as I, I don't know where I saw it, but somebody said we used to think Firelands Portal was, was ridiculous because right. you would do five damage to something on the board and then a random five cost minion would show up. And that could be this like ridiculous swing and win you a game that by today's standards <laughs> would not even come close to being on anyone's radar when it comes to come comes to this sort of thing, because we have things that do that and then some, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. If you don't have any minions in your deck, you can do that for five. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so here's here's a scenario. So what if they've removed off of like lackeys? Um, well, let's just say for draconic lackey for for first layer's sake. Like, let's not even worry about uh, you know rogue and ethereal lackeys. So what if they were able to remove cards like that? Remove the generation. Like you can generate into a regular Alexstrasza, but you can't generate, uh, you can't play a Draconic Laggy and discover a dragon that would just, then there discover another dragon. Like, cause if you were playing another one class, like, can you discover, mm-hmm. um, cause you're not supposed to be able to do that. But I guess to be fair, the classes that have access to those, those ones are in, are non-lackey classes, correct? Well, Priest has a dragon that gives you a random dragon, right? The seven, the skeleton, the skeleton dragon, and that and that can give you that can give you any dragon. Yeah. So so remove remove anything that could generate more cards out of those pools. Um, like, and any minion that generates a card cannot generate a chain of cards. Like, the Sky Raider can't generate another Sky Raider. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So I, it's, it, like, one for one. There's like, definitely been, like, a lot of people that have suggested that a card should not be able to either give you or you shouldn't be able to discover another copy of the exact same card. 
the primordial explorer from hunter another example you discover it and you just i'm just gonna keep picking it because i could just keep chaining these things together right and it's not a bad card right and, yeah uh, so, so i mean i feel like i feel like those cards like you should not be able to discover dragon queen alexstrasza or themselves off of it any of the explorers they should not be able to discover themselves or dragon queen alexstrasza um, yeah. And it goes to Drew. It goes to Druid. The the Emerald Explorer should not be able to describe to, uh, discover Ysera unleashed. Yeah, like, that would definitely help. Yeah, I mean, just uh, I would like to even see like lackeys not be able to discover anything. Stick to board stuff, you know, taunt. Mm-hmm. Make a. I mean, you can give the random two two. That's fine. I've we've seen doomsayers but that's the most bad rng you get i guess that and little walker cho but i'd be okay <laughs> with those elements right now um but uh i mean kobold's fine rush lucky's fine we're able to play around those still um it's you know it's like you're talking about those chains of just this into this into this into this oh by the way this last one i got off of this i win the game now that's what makes it feel so bad. I feel I feel less bad about it if it, like if it's the ethereal like I don't mind the ethereal lackey in in its core. I don't mind the ethereal lackey. Like then for rogue like for the other classes, gent take out spells that generate more cards. Mm-hmm. So like you can't get clever disguise. You can't get pilfer. You can't get renew you can't get you know a bunch of stuff for other classes that you know potentially could generate more cards off it just cut it at one like one card can ever only ever be used to discover one more card like it's just yeah it's just when it goes into like i go into this then i go into dragon queen then i go into you lose like i feel like that is something that would put more of a cap on it to just be like yes there is a little bit there's rng here but it's not so much that it's like high rolly like you yes like your high roll could be you know a twin tyrant or the evasive draconoid or the uh the five three rush the evasive failing i think like Mm -hmm. yeah so like those cards like i feel like you know those could be the high rolls, but they don't they don't sit there and like end the game for you right there. And like I don't mind the draconic lackey in principle on that realm if it can't get you Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would prefer it not to be there, but at this point in time, I highly doubt they would take out draconic lackey at this moment in time. Um, I would assume that like. The best you could ask for is no Dragon Queen Alexstrasza, or um, in like no Skeletal Drake. You can't pull a Skeletal Drake off it if you're priest. What I'm scared about right now is that this meta that we have at the moment is solved. You have mm-hmm. Warrior, Demon Hunter, and two of either Druid, Hunter, Warlock, sometimes Priest. But if you bring anything else, you're throwing. Um, we have another Masters Tour coming up in a month. So a change needs to happen. 
Um, mm-hmm. I I would I would put money on it that we're gonna see a change here soon, either a buff or something. It because if nothing happens, this next tournament is going to be a fiesta. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Okay, so we're, we're we're approaching quickly approaching the end of the show. So let's let's just if you think a change is coming, what do you think is coming? Just give me a give me a quick speculation Ooh. as to what you think could possibly change. Um, I would like to see a complete change to overgrowth. Yeah, and a. There needs to be a buff that makes that where you can't just play warrior no matter what. I don't know what that is. Uh, I haven't had time to think about it, but I the design team has done relatively well. I'll give them that. Despite mm-hmm. all the RNG hate and everything, I, I've liked the changes that they've made so far and the preemptive changes like the scrap imp. Like, that was smart. It wasn't dominant in the meta, but they realized that they changed this. They needed to change this as well. So I have faith in them to make the right decision, but I just hope they make a decision. Do you, so here, here's the real question. Do you think they will, uh, do you think they will nuke overgrowth from orbit or like, because they're going to, if they're going to change it, they're going to increase the mana. Right. It'd be five. Right. Or to be fair, they could make it six. They could. Which would be a nuke, yes. <laughs> that would be a nuke, but it would be the same as two overgrowths. Or two, not two overgrowths, but two uh, wild growths. Well, it would be... No, they couldn't, right? Because Nurse is six. What's that? Nurse, Nurse is six, is right? Six. Yeah. So they wouldn't do that. So it'd have to be five, yeah. Which would still make it playable, but it would slow Druid down quite a bit and would mm-hmm. prevent them probably from being able to stay in the match against demon hunter which there's no reason on the face of this planet that a druid should be even coming remotely <laughs> close to beating a demon hunter when they're passing their first three turns yeah yeah exactly it's just like this shouldn't be able to be allowed to happen so yeah i feel like druid needs to be reined in i don't know what you do about warrior i don't it's tough i would like yeah. to see skipper at two mana i still think it's playable at two normally i'm against that like i would say one two but even at a one two i think it's still just too strong um i think two mana makes it come down one turn later and gives demon hunters a chance or other aggro decks a chance to go over the top like you i don't know how many games i've played against warrior where you just need one more turn but they have it they have it that turn to be I fair, know. most of those turns that the, the one mana is not going to make a difference. It's it's the early game that that matters. I'm fine with Warwall. What's that? Go ahead, Mage. I, I'm sorry. I I know on the uh, Coin Concede podcast, I think Ridiculous Hat brought up the fact that, or somebody on the podcast talked about Corsair Cash being mm, yeah. ubiquitous across all warrior decks both in standard and in wild and and obviously if that gets touched that would definitely impact warrior the the question is is would touching that card completely 
completely remove warrior from the from from, from the meta at all because we don't want shaman we don't want the shaman treatment right we don't want right. the the class to just disappear from from the meta entirely but but yeah the fact that it gives both both a um attack and durability buff to the weapon it might be a bit much yeah so maybe they make it plus one plus zero i mean i'd be be fine with that i'd be interesting i mean i feel like that would kill bomb warrior which isn't exactly the worst thing in the world but i'm i'm just saying i feel like (laughs) well i feel like bomb warriors keeping highlander decks honest on the ladder you know what i mean like it's just like, do you really want to queue up a Highlander deck when Bomb Warrior's running rampant? You know, so it's I I feel like Bomb Warrior's in a decent place where it's it's at the it's at the best deck of the game, but it's definitely a very interesting one. So for sure. Anyways, anyways, any any last closing? Th- do you have any predictions, Mage, as to what what could be touched? I I don't I I actually would be surprised if they do touch anything. Um, it just feels like we're if they would have done something, they would have done something uh, right about now. Uh, right. Because 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 you know we've got like when it starts to get into July, which is when this current event ends, we're we're suddenly only maybe a month or so away from the expansion and. At that point, you know, we it could get the evolve treatment where oh, we just have to get through this month, and then it's not, you know, there's new cards, there's a new meta, all this sort of thing, and mm-hmm. and people, you know, might not be clamoring for it quite as much because you know they're thinking about new cards, they're thinking about, uh, you know, theory crafting new things and that sort of thing. So, you know, for it really to have an impact, it feels like it needs to happen now. And right. So I, we haven't heard anything that they're even that it's even something they're looking at right now. So, um, I feel like they've been qu- a lot quicker and a lot more quiet about updates coming in as of late. So, they have yeah. been sneaky. I'll give them that. So, yeah. all right. So that'll wrap up our main topic on RNG. So we do have a poll question related to RNG mage. Yes, yeah, so we talked about RNG tonight, and I, you know, given the discussion, we want to know how do you feel about the current level of RNG in Hearthstone right now? Do you think there's too much RNG in Hearthstone right now? Do you think we're at the right amount, or do you think there, do you think we need more? Is there not enough <laughs> RNG currently in? in in the game so let us know what you think i'd love a lot of votes on this so we can get a good gauge of what the what everybody's thinking reply with any additional comments you want to make like rng can burn in a fire or something like that i we want to hear those and we will talk about the results on next week's show Please reply to everything as a little as a uh, three bears reference. So just to just say you're right. be, you're you're mama bear, <laughs> and you think there's not enough, <laughs> or you think you're papa bear. There's too much, <laughs> uh, or baby bear who's just right. Just right, yeah. <laughs> if it, if it's my little brother voting on this, he'd say not enough. He plays scam mage twenty four seven. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. 
There, I there's gonna be people out Kate? there that say there's not enough. Is it too oh, little? Yeah. Is it too late to disown your brother? Because I feel um, like it might be. May maybe I don't know. I'll have to check with uh, my local uh, councilman. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, you can find the show on Twitter at Doctor Three HS. Check out the top pin tweet to come join our Discord. Also, you can email the show at Doctor Three HS, and you can find me at Daring Outline. Uh, Deliver. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Deliver underscore HS. And Mage. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mage Death. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mage Death as well. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. <laughs> <laughs>